This podcast is produced by Audiofy. He's a seven-way king. He's the king of the Jews. He's the king of Israel. He's the king of righteousness. He's the king of the ages. He's the king of all of heaven. He's the king of glory. He's the king of kings and the Lord of lords. He's enduringly strong. He's entirely sincere. He's eternally steadfast. He's immortally graceful. He's imperially powerful. He's impartially merciful. I wonder, do you know him? He's the greatest phenomenon that ever crossed the horizon of this world. He's God's son. He's a sinner's savior. He's the centerpiece of civilization. He is awesome. He's unique. He's unparalleled. He's unprecedented. He's the loftiest idea in literature. He is the highest personality in philosophy. He's the fundamental doctrine of true theology. He's the cardinal necessity of spiritual religion. He's the miracle of the ages. He's the superlative of everything good that you choose to call him. He's the only one qualified to be an all-sufficient savior. I wonder, do you know him? That's my king. Death couldn't handle him and the grave couldn't hold him. He supplies strength to the weak. He's available to the tempted and the tired. He sympathizes and he saves. He strengthens and sustains. He guards and he guides. He heals the sick. He cleanses the lepers. He forgives the sinners. He discharges debtors. He delivers the captives. He defends the feeble. He blesses the young. He serves the unfortunate. He regards the aged. He rewards the diligent. And he beautifies the meek. I wonder, do you know him? That's my king. He's the way to knowledge. He's the wellspring of wisdom. He's the doorway of deliverance. He's the pathway of peace. He's the roadway of righteousness. He's the highway of holiness. He's the gateway of glory. That's my king. I wonder, do you know him? Welcome to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez, the pastor of Vida Church in Woonsocket, Rhode Island. We would love to hear from you. You can email us at canigetanamen at gmail.com. Welcome, everybody, to a brand new episode of Can I Get an Amen. This is episode 18, if you can believe it, and I'm having a really good time sharing some of uh, my heart and my sermons with you. I hope you're enjoying it too. I have to give credit to uh, this opening that I did, uh, That's My King, Do You Know Him? by S.M. Lockridge. He's a pastor of Calvary Baptist Church in San Diego. I believe he passed away a little while ago, but man, uh, you've got to look him up. S period M period Lockridge, L-O-C-K-R-I-D-G-E. He's got a lot of uh, sermons online. You're going to love him. As I walk around today, I think about uh, my time in Israel where I was able to sort of walk where Jesus walked. And uh, boy, it was incredible uh, that although we used uh, ground transportation to get around, Jesus did all of his preaching 
he did all of his uh, ministry uh, in so many towns. I experienced how far it is from from where he grew up or where he was born all the way to Jerusalem. Uh, it was in a car and, and with traffic, but uh, I experienced it. And it's amazing to me that Jesus um, did all that he did. He preached all his sermons and he gave us the outline for prayer. And then he told us that if we prayed in his name, that he would answer. It's just absolutely incredible. I want you to let that sink in today, that Jesus, the Son of God, God himself, told us, pray in my name and what you pray for, I'm going to give you. We're starting a new series called In the Name of Jesus, and this sermon is called Pray in the Name of Jesus. I'll see you on the other side. Pray in the name of Jesus. Shakespeare asked the question, what's in a name? It's a good question. Did you know that up until about the 1100s, most people only had one name? It was only after the 1100s that people started getting a second name or a surname. The Bible gives one name for most of the people in the Bible that identifies uh, people by their, their parentage. It's really, uh, in the Bible, when the Bible talks about Abraham, it, it, it says where he's from, but it says who his father is. Abraham, son of Terah. See, uh, Moses was the son of Armam. And Joshua is the son of Nun. David is the son of Jesse, right? And so back in those days, uh, they, they, it was like now when, when in the Bronx and at school, if you lived in the, in, the, in the inner city, if there were more than one kid with the name, you'd have to give both nicknames. If there was a, a fat Joe, then there was most likely a, a skinny Joe. Yeah, that's right. Uh, and, and that's how you knew them, because you knew them by the, by the association. And in the Bible, names certainly meant something. So a child was to live out their name because their name had meaning. My name is Herson, and my name means something. It's actually the first son of Moses, and because Moses had Herson far into the desert in a place where he didn't belong, he knew that he was called to greatness, but he had Herson in the desert far away. And the name means not of this place. Every time you say my name, you're reminding me that I'm not of this place. I'm living up to that name. My citizenship is not Woonsocket or Rhode Island or the United States or the world. My citizenship, I am not of this place. I belong to a different kingdom and I have a different citizenship. And when my parents named me, they may not have known what it meant. I believe that they did. But when they named me, they said, this one doesn't belong here. He's not from here. He, he's sent from heaven and belongs to heaven. There's, there's a real interesting thing. The name Jim Smith is one of the most popular names in the world. And as a matter of fact, there are over 50,000 registered Jim Smiths in an American club called the Jim Smith Club. <laughs> Every year, Jim Smiths land, descend on, on Las Vegas, and they have a big old convention. It's called the Jim Smith Convention. And the highlight, 
The highlight of this convention is the softball game. They have a softball game with two teams and every single player is named Jim Smith. Even the umpires are named Jim Smith. And so the announcer has a great time saying, now up to bat, number 42, Jim Smith. And the crowd goes crazy. There's power in the name. And there is no name more powerful than the name of Jesus. Praying in the name of Jesus is powerful because when we pray in his name, we pray with his authority. The promises, and God begins to promise that he's going to answer whatever we ask in his name. We have to add this last piece. He promises to answer whatever we pray in his name according to his will. You can't just ask for a million dollars in Jesus' name and it's going to happen. That's not how this works. You have to pray in the will of God, in the name of Jesus. And the Bible says that when those two things lined up, they become a, a magic combination that releases things in heaven for you. That's why it's so important for us to know what the will of God is in order for us to pray with authority in the name of Jesus. This is so wonderful because we have the assurance that he hears us when we pray. Through prayer in Jesus' name, we shall make known among the nations what he has done. Through prayer, hallelujah, in Jesus' name, we shall make known among the nations what he has done. Have you taken advantage of this glorious promise in your own circumstances? Have you taken advantage of the name of Jesus, I wonder? John chapter 16, verses 23 to 24. Open up your Bible. If you, if you have your Bible, I want you to see it. John chapter 16, 23 to 24. In that day, you will no longer ask me anything. Verily, verily, I tell you, my father will give you whatever you ask in my name. Until now, you have not asked for anything in my name. Ask and you will receive and your joy will be complete. Amen. Jesus is talking to his disciples. He's saying, right now you're asking me directly. Jesus, can I have? Jesus, can you do? Jesus. But, but, but he says, when I leave, you'll be asking to the Father in my name. And whatever you ask in my name, it shall be done for you. And, and, and I love that it says, and, and, and your joy will be complete. Somebody's joy is almost there. All you need to do is learn how to pray in the name of Jesus. And your joy will be complete. Praise God, somebody. There's a story of a little three-year-old boy that he went to the grocery store with his mom. And, and she sternly told him, you know how it is. When you don't got much money, you just have enough for the groceries. And you tell your kid, listen to me. Don't ask me for no cookies. Don't ask for no candy when we get in there. We're going to go in there, we get our groceries, and we're going to get out. Little boy says, okay, mommy. Then, then, and then she says, listen to me. I know you can't resist chocolate chip cookies. If we walk by, you don't even look at those cookies. The answer is no. Okay? Okay, mommy. So they start going through this, the, and the kid's fine, the kid's quiet. Kid's enjoying this little trip, and his little, he's in the little, the little car seat, and he's just having a little... Grand old time while he's going, and all of a sudden they go into the aisle, 
And it's all cookies. And all he can see is chocolate chip cookies. And this three-year-old boy knows that his mama told him not to. But the little boy can't hold himself. And he says as loud as he can, Mommy, can I have some chocolate chip cookies? All the people shopping look over to see him. And, and she's like, shh. I told you no cookies. Mommy, but I really want cookies. I'm hungry. You didn't feed me breakfast. You know, and, 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 and good parents, and I mean this with the, in the greatest sense of the word, know how to pinch their kid with no one knowing. I told you, I told you to, ow! So they keep walking. They move, and finally, kid forgets about the cookies, out of sight, out of mind. Kids, just a perfect example. She made a mistake and ended up going down the same aisle. See, and he, in his mind, he's like, well, if we're here again, it must be because she's coming to get me cookies. And he goes, oh, mom, are you going to get me cookies this time? Loud. And this time she says it loud. I told you no. Don't ask again. And all the people are like, mm. She walks out and now she's at the register. And the little boy can see the exit sign. He knows he's almost out of the store. And he is going to do something desperate. He, he, so he stands up on the, on, the, on, the, on the cart. And he says, In Jesus' name, mother, may I have some chocolate chip cookies? <laughs> he heard. Somebody told him, whatever you ask, in the name of Jesus. So he said, he said, in the name of Jesus, mother, can I have some chocolate? And everybody looked and all the people started clapping and laughing. That boy walked out of there with 25 boxes of cookies because all the people around him said, I'm buying that boy some cookies. Can I tell you? God loves a persistent prayer. Do you know that God doesn't get bothered when you keep asking for what you're asking? Sometimes, sometimes as you pray and you continue to ask God for things, the answer is no. And that's a good thing. Because when we ask for something that's not good for us, the Lord will let us know, uh-uh, it ain't going to happen. Right? And that's okay. When you hear a no, you should be grateful that you heard God's voice. Amen? But sometimes it takes a second, a third, fourth, not time, year of praying. I've prayed for things for years. And I've asked God for things for years that I knew that was in his will. What I didn't understand was his time. And so sometimes we're asking for things that are in God's will, but it's not God's time. So we got to keep asking, we got to keep reminding, and we got to keep lifting up our prayer, making our presence known, making our petitions known to God in the name of Jesus. What does it mean to have the authority of Jesus? Because, because really, when you, when, you, when you pray in the name of Jesus, you, you start to have the authority. Too often we pray very weak prayers because our eyes are in the impossibilities. We bring up these things to God, and our approach is, God, can you do something about this? 
and, and when we talk to our great God, we, we, we talk up our great problem rather than acknowledging our great God. And so the problem is bigger than the God you're praying for because of the way we pray. Mm-hmm. God, I'm going to die. This thing's going to crush me. I'm not going to make it. And God's thinking, is that serious though? That, that you think that I can't handle this? That you've become desperate having a good God? <laughs> Amen. And, and, and I, in reality, the God of the universe, the victorious savior of man, he's standing with us in strength and in power. Oh, my friends, if we could just come into the power of the name of Jesus. His name is a strong tower and a fortress that all the forces of darkness cannot withstand nor overcome. Let me tell you something. There is nothing he can't do. There is nothing too difficult for him. There is no battle so hot that he can't get in and turn the tide and give you the victory Amen, somebody. Amen. There is no husband, there is no wife whose heart is so unreachable that he can't change it before y'all end up. Mm -hmm. There is no situation that God can't get into, but we've got to learn the power of the name of Jesus. Proverbs 18.10, the name of the Lord is a strong tower. The righteous run to it and are safe. Hallelujah. Let this verse stimulate our faith to believe in the greatness and the power of the name of Jesus. We can sing it all day long. And when we sing it, we start to feel something. And I saw people, as we sang the name of Jesus, emotions came upon us. We started to receive strength and healing as we called out on the name of Jesus. And that's just singing it. When you pray it, you release the power of the name of Jesus into your life. You will touch heaven and change the earth when you pray in the name of Jesus. Mm. What does it mean to pray in the name of Jesus? The name of Jesus is the gateway through which true prayers must enter into heaven. There is no other way in. His name is the pass key. It's like when a, a poor woman marries a rich man. And when she marries this rich man, she takes on his name. Now her name changed. It's poor lady married to rich man. Yeah. Right? And, and, though, and though in her mind she's still poor, the moment she married that man, she became rich. Now wherever she went, amen, she could walk and buy in the authority of her new name, her husband's name. That's what the name of Jesus gives us access to in the heavens. Amen. I know that you still think of yourself as the sinner, but you are a sinner saved by grace. When you say in the name of Jesus, you're acknowledging that you've been washed by the blood of Jesus. When you say in the name of Jesus, you, you are recognizing I have received him as my Lord and Savior. When you say in the name of Jesus, you're, you're declaring to the heavens and to the Father, Lord, just like Jesus is your son, I too am your son I'm coming to you in the name of Jesus I've been adopted as your son and now I can use the name of Jesus we acknowledge his 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 divinity at Calvary's victory when we pray in the authority and in the name of 
Jesus. We draw from his heavenly bank account when we pray in the name of Jesus. My bank account can't do it. Amen. But when I say his name, it's like I have his card. And I and let me tell you, his card has unlimited funds in heaven. Uh, John 14, 14. You may ask me for anything in my name and I will do it. Woo! <laughs> Glory to God. John chapter 14, 13 says this. And I will do whatever you ask in my name so that the son may bring glory to the father. Know the will of God. Pray in the name of Jesus and watch how your prayer life is going to take on a power you've never known. I want to talk to somebody who is looking at impossible odds. Do you know that God loves it when you find yourself in impossible odds? Because, because there are rare moments in your life, rare moments when you can, where you lose hope on everything and everyone else. And all you have is Jesus. All you have is Jesus. And all you can do is pray. Uh, I, can I tell you, some people feel guilty because they say, oh, I haven't prayed all year and now that I'm, I'm in trouble, I'm going to pray. I feel like a hypocrite. No, 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 no. Don't feel like a hypocrite. Accept the power of the name of Jesus. Come to him in, the, in that moment. That's what he's here. That's what he's waiting for. And as a matter of fact, that's why all this happened. So that you would get to a place where you fall on your knees and forget about everybody else. Forget about how much or how little money you have. Forget about the influence you have in the world. And you come to recognize if I just call on his name. Things can happen. Things will change in my life. I'm telling you that we have a power that we are underutilizing. We have a power that can change our world. It can, it can, it can touch heaven and change the world. Prayer in the name of Jesus. Wasn't it Daniel that, that when, when he was thrown in the lion's den and the king came over the next day because the king loved Daniel, right? And, 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 and he left him in there with hungry lions overnight. <laughs> and, and, and he looked in the morning and he came in and he said, Daniel, you okay? Daniel said, the God I serve. His, his problem, his, his, his night with the lions was all about that phrase. The God I serve protected me and shut the lion's mouth. He did it. God did it so that the king would know. The God that Daniel serves shuts mouths of hungry lions. Your testimony has to be known to the world. Not just your triumph. It's, it's the realness of life that you should start to share and say, I am praying about this problem. I am praying for this thing. Amen. And, 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 while, and while you don't want to uh, let everybody know, you certainly want to let some people know that you're witnessing to what you're praying for. If I went around the room right now, I wonder how many people have a prayer list currently active right now. Let me see the hands of people that have an active prayer list, things that they have on their Lord, I need a miracle list. Do you have a Lord, I need a miracle list? And I am praying in the name of Jesus that before this year comes to an end, the answer to your Lord, I need a miracle prayer is going to be in here. But I need you, but I need you to when it happens and before let somebody know so that when it happens, we can celebrate with you. I don't care how difficult it is. I don't care how bad the situation is. I dare you to pray in the name of Jesus with faith. Now, what you shouldn't do is try to come to uh, God and, and say, Lord, I want you to do something and bless my sin. Like, this is something you don't pray. Lord, can I have that man's wife? 
She's beautiful and I feel like you want me to be with her. Shut up. Not, not you. But shut up with that silliness. That's just foolish. There's some people that know they're praying for something outside of the will of God. Lord, bless my relationship. Having orgies and having all sorts of stuff. Lord, bless my... No. That ain't what I want to bless. You can use my name all day long. But it's like, you ever take a key and try to open a, a door with the wrong side of the key? That's, it'll never work. God's not going to bless a lifestyle of sin. So don't, don't come to God and say, Bishop said I could pray in the name of Jesus, whatever I ask. No, remember, he also said that you've got to be in his will. Am I talking to anybody today? There's some things you should just stop praying for. If you know it's outside of the will of God, drop it. He ain't going to do it. God's not going to bless something that's not in his will for your life. God's not going to bless something that is an obvious and clear sin. He's not going to do it. Doesn't matter how it feels in your heart. Doesn't matter how it feels in your mind. God will not bless the sin. You can pray. You can pray in Jesus' name. You can pray in Mary's name. You can pray anybody's name you want. It ain't going to happen. Acts chapter 3.16. By faith in the name of Jesus, this man whom you see and know was made strong. This is Peter. He's talking uh, uh, to a big crowd and he's talking about how they took Jesus and they killed him. And, 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 and now, he's, now he's saying, look, by faith in the name of Jesus, this man that you see now, the man that you saw deny him, the man that you saw deny him, I want you to know, God will give you strength when you cry out in his name. You just keep on praying, my dear brother. My good sister, keep believing. Pray in the name of Jesus, according to the will of God. Amen. Be like that little boy. Mother, in the name of Jesus. Will you do us a favor? Like us, share us. We try real hard to put a podcast that might be a blessing to your life. Might be a blessing to your friends too. So share. We also have a podcast called My Music. It's the 30 years of discography and music that I have. I love to share the music I recorded with my brothers and my friends. Uh, so check that out. That's it for now. Thanks so much for listening. God bless you. Thanks for listening to Can I Get an Amen with Bishop Herson Gonzalez. If you enjoyed our program, please like, share, and subscribe to this podcast wherever you're listening. Until next time.